Welcome back to Alpaca My Bags. You're listening to part two, and we're gonna dive right into this. Okay, so we veered off of like self care and travel, and I think there's a lot to say about like self care as it relates to the travel industry. Um, so as I mentioned before, like self care for me has definitely always been travel, um, but I never thought of it that way. Like I don't have a specified self care regime. Um, but I actively make a point of using my vacation days to travel and that like I guess is self-care like every year I think about all my vacation days and I think what country will I spend those days in so I am thinking ahead and like planning those days as like release from the stresses of everyday life so why do you feel that you personally come back from these experiences do you feel re-energized and why wow that's a good question I, okay, I've talked about this before. I have always been a reader. I love podcasts. I love to learn. And I know this about myself. And I think for me, travel has always been a form of learning. And I thrive on that. Um, Travel for me was never like, like I find a lot of the time when I'm traveling, I'm more interested in like discovering things about the world. It's not about like ticking off seeing specific things it's not like a bucket list for me it's just like I want to learn something about something I don't know whether that be like a culture or a type of food or like a language I always come back from a trip having learned something and I love to like take that information and think about it and like talk to my friends and family about it it makes me feel good like the learning aspect and I think that's what I like. It's like the complete opposite of my monotonous day at work, which is like very repetitive. Um, it's more stimulating. And I think that's what makes me feel good and what rejuvenates me. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think what I hear you saying is potentially how much you enjoy the opportunity just to be present. Mm. Um, tasting the food and having the conversation and not thinking about anything else other than what's happening in the moment and enjoying that and really taking it in um, in contrast to the automated life that we live here the routine of you know updating that website content or (laughs) you know fixing that broken link that's you know or um, you know doing your laundry and I feel that sometimes we reach a cap in our day-to-day life that allows us to be creative or allows us to learn. Um, And I would agree with you that one of my favorite things is being able to just go and be present and learn and absorb and taste and feel and smell and see um, without thinking about my laundry list or the grocery list or the things I have to finish by the end of the week. You've, you've even made me like realize something about like the way that my partner and I travel. So for example, when we were in Jordan, we were obsessed with Amman. And people are always like, why go to Amman? It's just a dirty city. There's nothing to do. We loved it. And we loved it, I think, because it's so bustling and busy. When you're in Amman, you just, we would just like sit around and see what was going on around us. We just love watching the action. And I think that really characterizes like who we are as travelers. Like we're less interested nowadays in like going, like seeing Petra was amazing. But for us, like sitting in in a crowded restaurant in Amman was just as interesting. And we were like just as captivated by that as we were with like seeing these incredible like archaic um cities 
Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's really interesting. I don't know if everyone travels like that, but like (laughs) (laughs) I encourage people to. Yeah. I'd say the same about Bangkok. It's one of those places. It was the first place I landed on my three, four month trip through Southeast Asia and I got off the plane and I was sensory overload and I Mm. couldn't think of anything else but the present moment and although that sounds super stressful it was a different type of stress that my body welcomed kind of just like all right Mm -hmm. here and now like Mm -hmm. you know let's let's get through this and let's enjoy it and it's it's you know it's it's really different than but that also kind of brings us to maybe the topic of like what is wellness travel? There is like this whole particular genre of wellness travel and wellness mm. retreats when wellness could mean something so different to everybody. Wellness could mean going to a yoga retreat center in the middle of the jungle and eating fruit peels for a week and not talking to anybody. Yeah. But it could also mean cycling across France, um, you know, and with barely any breaks. Like that could mean <laughs> that, you know, it's, wellness is different for everybody. So it really just depends you just need to find your own personal brand of what makes you feel good yeah that's such a good point and on that note I've I've mentioned this before I have never been to like a yoga retreat or anything like that I've never done like a wellness trip and I've been thinking lately that I want to because I want to see how I react to it it's kind of like I want to write an article about it like just go as someone who's like never done yoga doesn't understand yoga like I know nothing about it and sometimes I think it'd be really funny for me to just like sign up for one of these wellness trips and observe and like maybe I'll come back in love with yoga Mm -hmm. and like I'll never travel any other way who knows potentially so yeah I think like we've definitely agreed that self-care is valid like as a concept um but it can definitely be construed as or construed as subjective um so here are a couple issues that i see with travel being labeled like specifically as self-care um and we've touched on a few of these a little bit already um the main thing is it's highly privileged travel is expensive There are many people who just don't have that disposable income that's required to travel. And so it makes it like this elitist form of self-care in a way. Um, So one thing I've been thinking about recently is maybe one solution is to not always view travel as these extravagant international trips. Like I think sometimes I need to go on a day trip to Hamilton. The city is like an hour away from Toronto. It's beautiful. That is still travel. Um, so even spending a day like as a tourist in your own city could be travel. And that was something that stood out to me about Origin because like seeing that you offer a camping trip to Northern Ontario, like two hours away from Toronto is so unique. And it really taps into this idea that like travel, especially travel as self-care, doesn't need to be this like extravagant elitist trip. It can be as simple as like a short weekend camping trip. Totally. And um you know, I preach this idea of getting out into nature a lot because I do really feel that it does have healing qualities. Um, just getting back to the earth and being simple and disconnecting. But what's funny, Canada, for example, and Ontario are you know renowned as some of the best places on the earth to get in touch with nature. But if you're a city-dwelling millennial woman, yeah. it is so hard to find green space. Um, yeah. And uh, if you don't have the, if you don't have a car, if you don't have the expensive gear to kind of camp, if you don't, um, if you don't have the friends who want to go, if you didn't know that you have to book a campsite six months in advance in order to actually get something, yeah, um, then you're kind of shit out of luck. And it's, 
Um, and the barrier to entry to actually experience Canadian nature is really high and it's really expensive. So one of my initiatives is that um, I started these all babe wilderness trips just to bring women together who really wanted to experience the outdoors and the Canadian outdoors and what a Canadian summer really is. Um, provide the transport to do it, you know, tent share if ever, you know, because there's only a limited amount of tents allowed on a site and, you know, do the fun campfires and s'mores and yeah. canoeing and just give people the access to do these fun things that, you know, Canada is so renowned for. Um, so that is one of the ways that I'm trying to make my experiences more accessible and more digestible to a larger group of people. Totally. So I've tried to also, um, even make that make it more accessible and connect women with a, a community um, through day trips. So I've actually just started to launch. Um, so the first one's going to be in April. Um, actually, brunch and beach cleanup. Ooh. So we're gonna we're gonna meet at you know various beaches in the city throughout the summer. Um, kind of grab some brunch. Kind of buy what, buy your own brunch. Whatever. If you want to just have a coffee, just again make it as accessible as possible. And then let's all kind of go to the nearest beach and have some have some fun, clean up some garbage, have some good conversation, and cool. yeah, that's super cool. Thanks. I'll probably come on one of those. You should definitely. <laughs> um. So the other issue I wanted to bring up is that travel is not always easy and relaxing. Um, I think it's really important to remain transparent about the fact that travels can and absolutely do go wrong. Um, It can definitely be very stressful to travel. And this is something that I personally try to be very transparent about. Like, for example, I ended up in an emergency room of a hospital while traveling in Australia. Like, that trip was not self-care. That was terrifying. (laughs) I thought I was going to die. It was incredibly emotional. I was super stressed out like financially because I suddenly had this like 2k bill I owed Australia (laughs) it was super stressful like that was not self-care yeah Um, do you have any ideas on this Uh, totally I mean I think I would probably admit the majority of travel I've done has not been relaxing at all I mean again it's about living in the moment but it is really stressful it is really stressful to make sure that you have all of your you know buses and planes and accommodations planned and make sure that that tourist like the tour guide that you've hired is not really is actually a tour guide and not just there to take your money um i remember you know it was my last day in asia um we were in ho chi minh city in or saigon in, in vietnam and me and my friend were just waiting out our last day it was literally the hottest day of the trip and this guy comes up to us and he's like, can I, can I practice my English with you? Um, you know, I'm, I'm studying to do an English test and I'll take you around the city. He was the nicest guy ever, super lovely. I was obviously apprehensive at first after being, you know, on our own for four months in Southeast Asia. But this guy was perfectly fine. I let my guard down only to pass by another man, like another man sitting in a rickshaw who looked me in the eyes and did one of those cut throat <gasps> signs and pointed at the guide that we were walking with and no. he's shaking his head and putting the doing the cut throat <laughs> sign and being like kind you gesture to me don't t- trust this guy <laughs> and I almost lost my shit because I'm like you know what yeah at the end of the day he actually was a fine person and nothing bad happened but it's oh. you know it's one of these things where you always kind of have to be on guard mm. which is another big reason why I understand that solo female travelers are kind of hesitant to go on their own. And again, it did pain me to see that there were so many people 
um, women in particular are turning down these ex- opportunities to travel because they didn't want to go alone or their mm. friends don't have the money to travel or they don't want to travel in the way that they do. So why not just start a company dedicated to kind of curating these experiences and pre-organizing it, but also giving just that backpacking feel, that little bit more of an authentic feel so that you kind of don't have to deal with the mm-hmm. shitty stuff. Yeah. And you can just focus on enjoying you know, the authentic and local experiences um, without the headache. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Totally. And it's amazing. And I feel like for some women, like that might be the perfect balance for them. And for other women, that might be the little push that they need to do a trip completely on their own. Um, But it's totally up to them. I remember like as a solo woman being so terrified to travel alone. And in the end, like I kind of fell into it unintentionally. And this seems to be the case for a lot of people. It, like, really forced me to face my fears. So, like, I really wish that I had known about Origin back then. It probably didn't exist, though, because I think yeah. this is, like, a new a new movement. So do you think that group trips, like, with women are a good way for women to, like, get over their initial fears of traveling? First of all, um, I think it's really important to note that there's actually a lot of women out there who can't travel with men for personal reasons, cultural, religious reasons. So there's actually a large barrier to entry for even a lot of the population to even get abroad if you're not willing to go alone. So for that alone, I do believe that I am offering a service that is really um, embracing of women and self-identifying women that may um, feel barriers to traveling alone for other reasons other than just personal preference. Mm-hmm. Um but there is something about ex- having experiences with with other like-minded people that make it a little bit more um, approachable yeah. and enjoyable. And my goal is, you know, specifically, I say that I target millennial women because everything else out there targets women who are 45 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and my hopes um, is that I attract women who... Um, have similar budgets, travel styles, interests, right. um, who are like-minded, and therefore, like the, in, the increase the possibility that and probability that people will gel on these trips and walk away with friendships that they can either you know travel on their own afterwards mm-hmm. or or continuing traveling together in a in a guided space. Do you find that on your tours it's mostly solo women who've signed up, or do you get groups like three three girls or two girls who have signed up together? Um, to this point, every single woman who woman ha- who has signed up on a trip has been a solo female traveler. Wow, um, which is really awesome. Um, and some of the best parts about it is, you know, you get somebody from the UK or somebody from Sweden or somebody from Canada and everybody just gets together and shares experiences and like we really just realize how we're all just like each other, just living in a different place and we can all talk about the same, you know, relationship problems or the same, you know, problems with work and it really helps dismantle that barrier of us versus them and It's one of my favorite parts of the trip, along with just getting to know people individually. That's so cool because I didn't even, it didn't even cross, like in my head I was like, oh, it's probably all Canadians. I was like, oh, it's probably all Torontonians that like go on these tours. That's so cool that people come from all over the world. So actually the majority of the people who are taking my trips, the international trips, mostly are from Toronto because I'm really, you know, trying to build my community in my backyard. Mm -hmm. Um, But actually my two um, wilderness trips that I've run have attracted women from abroad not that they were coming from abroad but they were already traveling here for an extended period of time and wanted to use my services as a way to access and experience the great outdoors and um, I don't think that there's actually really an alternative out there to to going if you don't have anybody to go with unless you want to kind of camp alone and rent all your stuff yeah which is not as fun 
No, I mean, it's for not. some people it could no, be. No, you need to camp with people. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's really just cool. good vibes. Yeah. Good friends. Good it makes Okay, it makes me think of, like, when I was traveling solo and I would be in, like, a 10-bed dorm room and, like, you would get to be friends with, like, everyone in the dorm. So I'm just imagining, like, your trip in India. It's just, like, a whole dorm room of women just traveling together. Totally. It sounds amazing. Well, I actually do really personally appreciate what you're trying to do with this podcast. Um, I've had to listen to a good number of your episodes, and I really appreciate... Yeah, of course. And I really appreciate um, that you're trying to give a voice to these experiences that so many people are seeking out and people have like overblogged about. But to have a real voice associated with these experiences and saying it's okay and it's okay to travel this way and it's, it might be hard. Um, just you make it more accessible and, and you know, I, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was really nice to have you and to chat about self-care and group travel. Um, do you want to tell us about your projects and like where we can find you? Totally. So the next trip that Origin Travels is coming up is that we're actually going to India on our Road to Rainbows trip. It's a nine-day trip. And it's a little bit of an off-the-beaten-path version of the um, golden uh, golden triangle um mm-hmm. so we're doing some cool stuff um and then um so that's coming up in the next two weeks so if you decide that you feel like you want to just jump out of here right now <laughs> feel free to come with us yes. and then we have a really really cool trip coming up after um in may and it's after generally the university exam season where we've actually partnered up with a women's um, swim and surfwear brand from Montreal called Idon Surf. Um, we're all going to Costa Rica, and Idon will be providing all the girls on our trip with two bathing suits from their 2019 collection. Um, and they're also going to bring um, they're going to bring along a friend with a really good camera, aka a photographer. But I'd like to say it this way because it's more the purpose is more so to allow us to just kind of experience the trip without our cameras and phones in our hands yeah. and really just have somebody else document for us and then somebody else can just send you the photos when the trip is done and you'll probably look like a rock star. That's and amazing. You don't have to worry about, you know, taking a million shots and getting it right. Um, and they're a pretty body positive company, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah, they're all about feeling good in what you wear and like the durability and longevity. I actually have a couple of bathing suits from them that I've had for years. So yeah. I was so excited to partner with them. Um, and so apart from if you we have a meetup group called the All Babe Wilderness Trips from Toronto, um, which we'll be posting a lot of the um, as well as the Facebook group where we'll be posting a lot of our local, um, you know, single day events as well. Um, but then we're also going to be traveling to Costa Rica again, Guatemala and potentially India for one more departure uh, later this year after the summer. Sweet. So where can people find you? You can find us at www dot origin hyphen travels dot com um, or at origin travels on instagram and if you subscribe to the newsletter you'll actually get five um, percent off of your first tour which is awesome it's a great savings for you and um, it's also great uh, the newsletter is also a great space to be if you want to have travel tips and tricks and inspiration and be the first to know about the kind of cool cool stuff we're coming out with so yeah sweet Well, thank you, Katie, as always, for being our awesome producer. You make us sound so professional. I say this every time, but it's because it's true. Like, every time I listen to myself, my mind is blown by how how crisp my voice is. (laughs) Um, 
If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram. We're at at alpacamybagspod. Um, there's also our website, which is alpacamybags.ca. Please get in touch if you have questions or comments or you want to like criticize us. Whatever you want to do, just like give us a shout out. Um, if you like what you're hearing, please let us know by reviewing the podcast. That helps us a lot. Um, and you can subscribe while you're at it. So just remember to tune in every other Wednesday for more episodes. And I hope you all get to alpaca your bags soon. Until next time.